0: monster, a creature with such horrific features A lady, a bride, and scary movie fan Some nerds and their website present This woman and her man Hello and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the Creature... Joey G. And joining me, as always, the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. Nicole, how are you, love?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Not too shabby. Just sitting here, cracking open an ice cream soda. Delicious.
1: You cracked that open yesterday.
0: I can crack it open more than once. Oh. you got a half-empty Dr. Pepper there.
1: Mm-hmm. And a mouthful. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I wish that you wouldn't snack during the podcast, but... uh, I have to. You don't have to.
1: This week is part of my contract. From our new sponsors.
0: We'd, um... Well, before I explain to you why you're stupid, let's hear your explanation for what you're saying.
1: So... Every, we've got a new contract. Every week, we are sponsored by a different Halloween-themed candy. This week's sponsor: candy corn. That,
0: that is not true. Yes. Uh, we aren't sponsored by candy it's, corn. We
1: are because I'm eating them on the podcast. That
0: doesn't mean that anything. It doesn't mean anything. You're eating leftover candy corn from Halloween. You're eating like seven-month-old candy corn.
1: But they sponsor us now.
0: The fact that candy corn tastes exactly the same when it's been open for seven months.
1: No, no is I, I didn't like...
0: No, you didn't.
1: This was not opened at home I
0: remember when we bought this. Also, can I just say that it's really weird that we bought candy corn at Chapters and that there's a staff pick sticker on it. I noticed that from Fran. Well, don't say who it is.
1: No one knows who Fran is. I don't know who Fran is. Maybe
0: Fran this listens. shit about Fran? I do. I know Fran. You know Fran too. No, I
1: don't.
0: Yes, you do. She works at Chapters. Anyway. Uh, she's a big fan, and so are you, but they're not our sponsor, they're just a shitty bag of candy in our, in our kitchen.
1: Our new sponsor.
0: Uh, whatever you say, hon. Uh, so, uh, speaking of sponsors, I don't know, that wasn't a very good segue, we have a lot in store for you this episode, we are, we, we have, we watched, uh, Nicole's pick, which was, uh, Horns... Yeah. As well as not to spoil what we thought of the movie, but we're also doing our top five disappointing movies. <laughs> so uh, I don't and know. Harry if that's a...
1: Potter was in this movie.
0: Daniel Radcliffe, yes. So Harry, let's uh, Harry Potter. Let's okay, Harry Potter. Uh-huh. Let's do a. Uh, let's have a listen to the trailer for Horns, and then we'll get into the discussion.
1: I'm gonna love you for the rest of my life.
0: Just love me for the rest of mine.
1: Please, you have to believe me. I loved her. What
0: does it feel like to get away with murder? What happens to save your soul? you ask the devil to
1: punish her? You know, you don't have to convince me. I believe you.
0: Why are you protecting me?
1: Because if I did anything to her, then I'm a monster. How
0: <laughs> do I know, look? Did you notice anything? Unusual?
1: In my heart?
0: what are they you know how i think we should proceed i should grind
1: me up some oxycontin and have a little snort well, Um. everyone in this town is going crazy i think it's because of me and these horns. you killed that innocent girl now the devil has claimed you he didn't kill her father and now people are telling me all these things i don't want to hear i'm so bad i'm bad i'm pretty enough to be on tv right I got to figure out who really killed Marion and get him to confess. Big. I would never hurt her. Tell me! Tell me everything that happened! <laughs> if you killed her, it'd be such a huge scoop for me. I got an idea. How about you guys beat the heck out of each other and the winner gets an exclusive interview with me? doing around your neck? I made a new friend. Are those horns?
0: Damn right, they're horns. Okay, so that's it's a good trailer. I really like that trailer, and I remember when I saw that trailer, I was like, ooh, this looks good.
1: I know, I thought it looked good, and I thought Daniel and Club looked good. in Yeah,
0: it. and then I read and read the book, and the book... Full, full disclosure, spoiler alert, full disclosure, Horns is in my top five favorite novels of all time.
1: I didn't know that until I, I watched really the movie. I really
0: liked this book a lot when I read it, and immediately after, because I was excited for the movie, watched the trailer, thought it looked good, read the book, loved the book, watched the trailer, thought it looked pretty good, but I was, as soon as I finished the book, I was instantly really nervous about watching the movie, because I wasn't sure. Like, anytime you really like a book and they're making it into a movie, you're like, I'm going to be harder on this. Yeah. So I kind of avoided seeing it for a while. But we did finally watch it, and I, I went into it expressly with the intention of really trying to keep my mind separate from the movie, from the book.
1: You can't, though. It's impossible. You can't, though. but
0: I was trying my best to like think of it objectively. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think if you haven't read the book, the movie doesn't work at all. Because there's so much that they just...
1: Glaze over. That they glaze
0: over that, like... The only like for the first half of the movie we were watching it, I was saying like I wasn't loving it, but I was at least kind of into it. But upon further reflection, the only reason I was even remotely into it is because I knew the backstory of all the characters, so I already cared about the characters, even though the movie does nothing to make you care about any of them.
1: I a hundred percent agree because I that you would not know what's going on without reading the book.
0: This is a bad movie. This is a very very bad movie that has a really good a performance movie. in it. I I think as that a this is a case well, of as a
1: whole it's not great.
0: Some a good performance by Daniel Radcliffe. Yes. A a fine performance from Juno Temple, but they give her nothing to do. Is that the girl? That's yeah. She plays the girl. Well, let's talk about the movie's about. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe plays Ig uh, Ig Parrish. Main character. He's the main character who uh, wakes up one morning to discover he has grown horns. And his horns are causing all the people around him to uh, basically, in a way, ask his permission to reveal or give into their darkest secret.
1: Their deepest sin.
0: Yeah, so basically he's like the devil on their shoulder, to be a bit on the nose about it. Uh, And meanwhile, there's also a murder investigation. Someone has murdered his, his, uh, his longtime childhood sweetheart girlfriend. And uh, he's, he's going to get to the bottom of it.
1: He's the main suspect in yeah. the murder. Everyone
0: thinks he did it, but he got off on a technicality, even though he didn't... We know, he, as even, the audience...
1: Even his family thinks he did it. His parents yeah. think he did it. Except
0: for his brother. Right. But his brother gets nothing in this movie at all. So so that's the basic plot. And uh, I, this, I felt like this was a case of mm-hmm. strong... Obviously, I think it's strong source material. I think that they had a strong source material, and they gave it to a screenwriter who was limited in how much time he could spend on each thing. Because it's a movie. Right. Movies can't take as long as the book. So the, so he had to cut certain but things, a, which wasn't, wasn't that wasn't this bad. movie
1: over two hours?
0: I uh, think it was just under two hours. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't that long. Um, but And here's the thing. The things that they cut were okay because the movie could still work while not being as effective without those things. But I think the main problem is that they then gave this okay script based on a great premise to a director who just didn't have anything even resembling the chops to pull this off
1: I don't know if I agree with that because he did have some really great cinematic moments mm. of music on a scene and that's just... not
0: a good director anybody can do that okay because he picked a good song to go with a shot in a movie he, there was the one scene I agree where they played the Depeche Mode song and I was like well that's a good song
1: and it looked good with if it the setting yeah that one spot the people beating the crap out of each other looked good
0: except he fucked it up by when he comes out of the bar again in a scene that's already pretty stupid he comes out of the bar and they've switched to the Marilyn Manson version not because it makes the scene better but because it's like hey there's also a Marilyn Manson version and that's cool right like, I
1: didn't notice that they switched.
0: Because I remember I was even saying, when he walks into the bar and we're listening to the Depeche Mode song, and I said, this is the only Depeche Mode song I know, but it's really good. And then we paused and I went, there's also a really shitty Marilyn Manson cover. <laughs> and then as soon as he comes out of the bar, I'm like, yeah, and this is it.
1: <laughs> I didn't notice a difference between them. Only someone like you I just you thought would every scene difference. was
0: flat and dull, and there was no life in them, and the way that it was staged was boring, and there was like set pieces that he was clearly really proud of. Or And, like, moments of tonal shifts where it's, like, the movie thinks it's really funny, but it's not even remotely funny. And the, and the plot, like, the story isn't that funny. There's some, there's funny, like, darkly comic moments, but he's playing it like it's broad comedy, like Piranha, and it's not. Like, the whole scene where he's having the guys beat the crap out of each other is played as, like, a big, broad comedy moment, but it's completely out of character for the main guy. When, he's, when he does that, it doesn't make any sense. Because never in the whole movie, or it, it never is there ever a moment where you think that he's like gonna go now be a horrible person and like think it's funny.
1: Yeah.
0: And there's a bunch of really just tone deaf gay jokes. That's true,
1: there is a lot of that.
0: Where like, there, which is, it's, it's a case of like, there's a scene in the book where yes, like, but that's not, it's not played for laughs, you know? In the movie, it's like, get it? They're gay, they want to suck each other's dicks. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. I remember high school. That was
1: I thought funny. that the set designs looked really cool. I liked the the way the parents' house looked, and I liked how it was lit. I thought the lighting was really great in that and one. Some of it, yeah. It was kind of like dark.
0: Some of the production design was pretty good. I agree.
1: Yeah, and the bar. There's... The bar looked good. I yeah, thought. but then you
0: get whole sequences like the finale, like the climax of the movie. Which are this like boring shot, static shot of like a shitty clearing in a forest
1: mm-hmm. that
0: are just dull.
1: No, like I agree. Like I, I was into, I was pretty into the first half of the movie, and like you had pointed out right after we had watched it that most it was interesting because the dialogue was taken right from the book between yeah. characters about when people were revealing their darkest yeah. thoughts to Igg. and then yeah, then halfway through it just. It, it just went really See, wrong. and that's
0: why I think the first half only worked for you and I because we'd read the book. Because Probably. when the dialogue is identical, you're, it's easy to fill in the blanks with what you already know. You know, had they distanced themselves from the surface... Because they distanced themselves in a bunch of other ways. Like yeah. They get rid of a ton of backstory. They change a bunch of characters around. Like, they give one character <laughs> a bigger part. They give Heather Graham's character, like, a more integral part of the plot, when in the book she's barely a, like, she's she's like a clue that it has like one scene that isn't important. Which
1: is funny because in the book she's still a more interesting character oh, yeah. than the movie.
0: That's mostly because Heather Graham is a terrible actress. Yeah. The only movie Heather Graham's ever been remotely good in was Boogie Nights because all she had to do was play a dumb porn star who couldn't act.
1: See, I think back to From, From Hell, and I liked that movie, and at the time I liked her, but but that was in like junior high when I yeah. saw that movie.
0: I also remember liking the movie when I saw it as a kid as well. Yeah. Then I read, and then I think even if I hadn't read the book after that, I still wouldn't have liked the movie again upon revisiting it. Mm. Or maybe I like it's an okay movie. It's fine. Yeah. But it's another example of like I guess that's the best movie you could make out of a book that complicated. But still,
1: I think it's not here nor there. I think I might be giving this movie more credit than it deserves because I love the book so much and I know the backstory so I'm mm-hmm. I am can not separate it I bring all that to the movie see, and
0: for me that hurt it even more because I yeah. can see all the parts like there's certain characters <clears throat> Juno Temple being one of them like the girl in the book
1: what's to- her name in the m- um,
0: Mare Mare yeah it's short for something but. no
1: it's
0: um isn't it Marin. Marin, right yeah. and he calls her Mare anyway um it's short for something and, and anyway um In the book, I remember toward... Remember that when I was reading it, the first half of the book, I was saying, like, I was a little worried about this character being a prop. And then when you get to the end of the The book, you realize... Yeah, that, like, okay, no, it's because the first half of the book, you're just seeing, like, a tiny, tiny piece of the puzzle... And when you see the whole thing, it turns out she's actually a really good and interesting character, and not just a prop.
1: But because in the first half of the book, you're only seeing her from two people's perspectives. Eggs and, um... The bad guy. The bad guy.
0: (laughs) Don't don't worry about it, it doesn't matter. But, uh, in the movie, unfortunately, it completely does that, where she is a prop, she never has anything interesting happening, she's literally the prize for these boys to fight over.
1: I know, and in the book, she's a layered very layered character.
0: I hate to just keep harping on the book. I know, it's hard.
1: Both of us can't not do that.
0: The other thing is that I think had I not known about the character of Ig's brother from the book, it wouldn't have bothered me as much in the movie that his character is completely different and completely worthless and pointless for the movie. And like his redemption means nothing because there's nothing to redeem himself from. Right. And like, there's just a bunch of stuff that gets folded in and taken out. And so, like, for example, they there's a scene in the book where he punishes his grandmother in a way. Like, he doesn't he even so much actively do it, but he actively doesn't stop something bad from happening to her. So he kind of gives in to his own demon in that scene, which is an interesting part of the book. They take that out of the movie because it, would, it doesn't really add a whole lot other than character development. And this is a movie that doesn't give a shit about character <laughs> development. But when they did that, they figured, oh, we better replace it with something. So they replaced it with the scene where Ig makes his brother OD on drugs, which would have killed him, by the way. Uh, but somehow he knows that it won't kill him. Because reasons. It doesn't make any sense. It's dumb. It's dumb. That's the biggest problem with this movie. It's just dumb. It, it's tone is all over the map. It doesn't know whether it wants to be serious, a coming-of-age story, uh, a comedy, an action-thriller, a mystery. This whole stretch is where it's like, it's a whodunit now. And yeah. it, you always know, or you should always know, who did it. But anyway...
1: Well like I said, part like of what I did give the movie credit for was how it looked, but like, it, like you said, it didn't have any character development or anything to it. It was just kind of a shiny movie.: I do have one with criticism Bad CGI.: look That's the thing. Yeah. It looked
0: okay, except the CGI is fucking terrible and unnecessary. There's not a single scene with the CGI in it where I was like, they didn't need to even have that. Like they make his face all demony, but they don't need that because he just looks stupid. Yeah. It's cooler if the fire doesn't hurt him because he's a fucking demon now than if he gets all burned up and it hurts him. And then he just looks like a badass demon. Like That's fucking dumb.
1: Cool. Like, to go back to the book again, that, the, there's a part where the bad guy... Um,
0: who suffers worse than any other character in the movie in terms of development.
1: Burns... Right. Yeah. He, he burns Egg in a car and yeah. pushes him...
0: <laughs> yeah, it's oh, <laughs> just so dumb way no, he does it in the movie
1: but the, it happens <laughs> so in dumb. the book too yeah but, but in, in, the, <laughs> in the it's really interesting in the book because it's almost like a baptism for the yes, demon the that's fire the, point. the fire has cleansing powers and like makes yeah. him stronger and in the movie the movie missed that and then and
0: then but also like when it happens in the book it seems like a huge deal because you have spent several hundred pages getting inside the head of this villain and learn following him from the time he was a child growing up with Ig. And in the movie, he's like his friend who's a lawyer who all of a sudden you find out is a sociopath out of nowhere. There's nothing that leads you to think for a second that this guy did anything. And when you do find out he did it, there's never an explanation as to why. He was just an evil guy all along. You just didn't know. And so it doesn't make any sense that he's trying to help Ig get off for the crime. Why is he defending his friend, trying to prove he didn't commit the crime when he committed
1: it? I don't know. Yeah, the character
0: (laughs) development... Like, it doesn't make any sense to make him a lawyer. They did it because in in the book, he's like a senator's aide, and it's a whole extra layer of this character... And it's too complicated to explain all that in the movie for something that isn't really that important, other right. than for character development, which again they don't care about in this movie. But they make him into a defense lawyer. That makes no sense. Why is he defending? Why is he trying to get this guy off who everybody thinks did it?
1: And it's like really him who it's did him it. Who did it? He, he had his scapegoat. <laughs> He's safe
0: forever. <sighs> That's what I mean. Like the director didn't think about any of this. No. He was just like, "I'm. Gonna, it's going to be cool, and there'll be a tit in this scene. There'll be a tit."
1: But Daniel Radcliffe was very good in it. Very
0: good. I I, like him. In my letterbox review, I think I just said, this book and Daniel Radcliffe deserved a way better movie.
1: You haven't seen The Woman in Black, have you? Uh, no. Daniel Radcliffe's in that one. It's another horror one. And it's really good. I think you'd really like it.
0: I I will see it eventually. I would like to point I think you're the only person I've ever met who thinks it's good.
1: But, but I think that that's why I think you would like it because it's kind of more unconventional hmm. of a horror movie. Well, it is
0: produced by Hammer, and I like Hammer movies. Is it? Yeah, it's one of their like first movies in like fifty years. But anyway, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I was had. like their second movie since they started producing again. But yeah, I mean, I almost regret that we talked about this movie after we watched it because we had so many better points. I think we did too. We <laughs> We're have not had, doing that again. We should have had the yeah. mics running then, but uh, I kind
1: of forget everything I said. It's
0: just yeah, it was just disappointing. A lot of stuff... I don't know, like... The only other person I've talked to about... I thought... That's not true. I've talked to two people. One person who agrees with us that it was just a dog shit of a movie. Yeah. And one person who liked it and thought it was really funny. And I'm like, see, that's the point. That's my problem. He thought it was like a really funny, slight,
1: but goofy, enjoyable had, movie. He but he, he hadn't read the, read the book. book.
0: And neither had the, had, had the other person. But the fact that he watched it was like, oh yeah, this is just like a really dopey, throwaway movie... Is partly why I didn't... All Other reason why I didn't like it. Because it was a terrible treatment of what's actually extraordinarily strong material.
1: Mhm. And um to go back to the book again, my favorite part my fa- Mine too. favorite part is not even in the movie and it's when he's giving in the in the book he um, snakes get attracted to him because of the Yeah, horse. in this movie
0: he's made friends with a snake. Yeah.
1: And he gives like this speech, this sermon to the snakes about how Um, God isn't good because he is always expecting people to be what they're not and only wants people to be what they're not. But the devil accepts people for the way they are with all of their sins. And it was like the biggest...
0: It's such a cool, like, kick-ass... It was like, yeah.
1: Actually, that makes so much sense.
0: It's a great sequence. And that's like the whole point of this story is the whole idea of like... A subjective versions of truth, like you, just because right. you have a narrative version of something in your head, that doesn't mean you have all the information, and in it. it's probably not what you think it is. The people who you think you know, you don't, and the people you think you don't, you do. Right, you know, like that's one of the major things is like you really only know yourself, and even then, you're you well know. even
1: then because we only got um, at the very at the first half of the book, you get the Marin from Ig's point of view and the Marin from the bad mm-hmm. guys' point of view. And neither of them are quite Not even, right. yeah, and not
0: until the end where you read her letter and you realize what what was actually going on. Yeah, it's like, it's a, it's a really cool Rashomon kind of a thing where you don't really know the truth and yeah. how we get ourselves wrapped up in our own narratives and the whole idea and of how like, we project, the we on our how we can
1: project onto other people what, we, what we're thinking they're doing. Exactly,
0: yeah. Great book. Uh, so read the book instead the, of the movie. Yeah, definitely read the book. It's one of my all-time favorite novels. Joe Hill wrote it. Skip the
1: it. movie.
0: Definitely don't watch the movie. Even if you lo- even when you read and love the book, don't watch the movie. It's just shitty. Just don't bother. Just fucking watch fucking Harry Potter or something. Or the
1: Woman in Black. The or Daniel the Woman Arthur. in
0: Black. So um, yeah, so that's our our take on uh, on horns. And uh, frankly, if Alexander Ajo wants to make any more movies, I hope he just sticks to. Stuff like Piranha 3D, which is fine, and he's really good at that. Right. But anything with anything deeper than that, I don't believe... I haven't seen evidence that he can do it. Like, he did the remake of Hills Have Eyes.
1: Oh, I watched that movie a lot. It was
0: fine, but it's still dumb as a rock. Like, there's nothing to it. It's just like, boo! Yeah, it was a good boo. I like it. It's not as good as the original either, but...
1: I, do, I don't know. I have to see them both again. We should do that for versus, actually. Because well,
0: maybe. We're going to give it some time. I don't want to watch another Agile movie for I a while. Saw,
1: I saw those two, too far apart, and when, at the time when I watched the original, I was all about new movies. I wasn't really into the older style.
0: You were dumb. <laughs> Your face just now oh my was God. great. <sighs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Anyway, so we went ahead and we compiled a list of our top five disappointing movies. So now, these I'm, are wait. movies that we were excited for for one reason or another, or we had expected in them to be really good or to be different. We'll get into why we were expecting them to be better, uh, why they were disappointing, you and, know, uh, it, but, and what have you.
1: You know how we usually have heart movies? These are fart movies. No. What? Broken heart movies. No, they're movies. fart movies. Broken heart. Broken
0: farts can be compromised. Broken, broken fart. Alright. Nicole, what's your... Do, you want to do, do we do fart movies first? Well, oh,
1: I actually don't have any fart movies. I have ten fart movies. Ten? And then your top five as well? Yeah. No. We'll,
0: we'll spend less time on the fart movies.
1: You only say five. I'm going to say all of them. No, say five. Too bad. I'm, I'm not listening to half of them.
0: You don't them. listen to any of them anyway. Stop being ridiculous. Uh, I'll go quickly through the ones you haven't seen. Okay. So, uh, one fart movie is uh, Razorback, which was a movie that I should have loved. It's about a gigantic monster pig uh, attacking people in the outback. Doesn't that sound like something I would love? Yes. Terrible. Uh, I also had Mama, which I suspect might come up on your list, so I won't say anything. Uh, Dracula Untold. This is only a fart movie because I wasn't actually expecting it to be that good. I just like Dracula movies and it was really bad. Uh, Jason X. Jason in Space should have been good.
1: I have not seen that.
0: It's terrible. <laughs> saw 3, because I really liked Saw 1 and 2. Remember when we went and saw Saw 3 in theaters? And I was just like, this is a movie that collapses under the weight of its own bullshit. Like, the ending of Saw 3 was just so preposterous.
1: I don't remember that one.
0: I'm sure they get even worse after that, but that was the last one I, I watched. I've lots of them. Uh, in Fear, that was one of the ones we watched this year. Remember the one with people driving in the car and they had their cell phone and I was just oh, annoyed the whole time? you
1: were looking forward to that I was.
0: I thought it looked fantastic in the trailer. I was oh. so excited for it. Uh, the Evil of Frankenstein is the third Hammer Frankenstein movie. I was really excited for that and it wasn't that good. Uh, Godzilla 1985, the one we watched for the podcast, it was like the when they brought back in the 80s. It was just, okay, it was just kind of boring considering how much I love Godzilla. It
1: was super boring. And last oh. but not
0: least, Friday the 13th, part 7, Jason Takes Manhattan, where they're only in Manhattan for 20 minutes at the very end. The rest of the movie is on a fucking boat and it's just stupid. So those are my oh, fart gosh. movies. Okay. All right, Nicole, what's your number five most disappointing movie?
1: 28 Weeks Later.
0: I didn't think of that. Yeah,
1: I at the time I was super into zombie movies. Wanted to... we
0: could argue about whether or not Twenty Eight Days Later is a zombie movie.
1: I don't want to say argue that it. With is. it yeah.
0: You love arguing with me. It's your favorite. <sighs>
1: um, but I was super excited for this movie. I thought the trailer looked really good. I like the actors in it. Um, but I just at the time I may may need to give it a second chance. You don't. It was so boring and. I, I can't think of a better word but pretentious.
0: I didn't love 28 Days Later. I liked it. I thought it was fine. Um, And then I had a friend who adored 28 Weeks Later and told us it was brilliant. So me and my other friend, we went and saw it on his recommendation, and we both hated it. Is that the the sequel? Yeah, it's the sequel. 28 Weeks Later. Well, because the first movie is 28 Days After the Infection, and the second one is 28 Weeks After.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. So we went and saw it, and we fucking hated it and we called our friend from the lobby and we're just like don't ever fucking recommend it actually called again. your friend we did we were so mad at him we were just like you were never allowed
1: you tell me who these people are I went
0: and saw it with Maggle yeah and Michael McCarty was the one who told us it was great oh. and to this day I'll still be like yeah you fucking like that shitty movie that you made us go see it was terrible oh my gosh oh, we hated it so yeah that one didn't make my list because I didn't like 28 Days Later enough for it to be really disappointing but I do get a great story out of how much I hated that movie yeah well, a story. I don't know if it was a great story. What's your number it. five? My number five is VHS 2.
1: Mm, that's which is not a bad movie. It's not a
0: bad movie. It's actually a pretty good movie. And the shorts are pretty well made. And some of them are really good. VHS 1 was my number one favorite movie of the year it came out.
1: See, I was going to say, compared to the... I'm going to just spoil. It's my VHS See, 2 is my number three. Yeah. For most disappointing because VHS was so good. I was blown
0: away by it. It was my favorite movie that year. It was like, it, it felt kind of grungy, and maybe it could have been found footage. Like I liked m- almost all of the shorts. I had a, I watched it like seven times that year. I just fucking loved it.
1: Yeah, I loved all the shorts in VHS yeah,
0: except for the one which is just okay.
1: VHS the one with the Glitch Monster. <laughs> yeah, VHS two was it's not it's even too flashy. It's not even worth like remembering really well
0: I hear the th- VHS2 I like all of the shorts individually I think they're fine but as a whole like the framing sequence in two is dumb and as a whole they're they don't hold together as well as the the first four some first film they somehow feel of a whole and then the second one they're all like some of the one of them is a really good short film I think the one with the demon with uh, in the in like the um, the Taiwanese place whatever yeah. I thought that one was really cool Indonesian I thought it was really cool, but the rest of them, and the rest of them are good too, but they're just, they don't feel like a cohesive movie like the first one did that,
1: That's not really my problem with it. My problem with it is, compared to the, the first one, where each individual story felt like found footage, mm-hmm. I think because of, because there was a build-up in each of the stories still, it still took its time, each story still yep. took its time to get to the point, and to build suspense and to make you sort of care about these people, the the VHS two jumped right into the deep end. They
0: were different types of movies, and yeah. I just
1: didn't care for. It in as a way, much. they were
0: more creative in terms of how they were made, but that made took me out of it. it took me out of the, the the concept of the whole movie individually. I think individually, I think the shorts in two are probably better movies than the shorts in one. I like the ones in one better. But I think the ones in two are probably overall better movies, but they don't agree. work together as well. Well, like they're way more professionally done. They are way more like uh, I don't want to say flashy, but they definitely feel better made. But they don't they're have that like. Scary. Well, I agree with that too. They're cooler, but I, I agree that they don't have that like weird camcorder. Like this could have like in the first movie. You could almost believe that some of these things were found in a basement. The second one, not at all. They were great short films that I'd watch on YouTube. And if we hadn't seen them in the context of VHS, I bet you we would have liked them a lot more.
1: Maybe. Just as a short, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's why I mean, I think the shorts are better in two, but the movie as a whole is infinitely better in one. And I haven't seen three because two kind of bummed me out, so.
1: Oh, they made a third. Yeah,
0: it came out in October. It's called VHS Viral. Oh. I'm sure they'll make another one every year, and that's fine, but I mean, whatever. Yeah. So that, was that was my, my number that's five. my number three. So what's your actually? number four, then?
1: Uh, Diary
0: of the Dead. Oh, yeah. That would have been more disappointing for me if Land of the Dead hadn't sucked, too. See,
1: I liked <laughs> Land of the Dead a lot.
0: Actually, and so did Day of the Dead.
1: But I... So, I love George Romero. I was super looking forward to this movie because I do love found footage movies. Or I like that as a genre. I think it's good. Yeah, and the horror genre. So, I was really looking forward to Diary of the Dead. And it was boring. boring. Yeah. Oh, so boring. And it's still
0: better than Survival of the Dead. bad.
1: Though. Bad, bad, bad. What's
0: survival of the dead? Is that his newest? Yeah, was well, it was another one after that. Yeah. Uh, See, the thing about George Romero stop. is that
1: he should stop.
0: I think, I think I like George Romero. I just don't like most of his zombie movies because he's made like six, and two of them are good. Night of the Living Dead is one of the greatest horror movies ever made. Dawn of the Dead is my favorite zombie movie ever made. Day of the Dead is boring as fuck with the yeah. exception of like two scenes. Land of the Dead is laugh out loud stupid except for one scene where Dennis Hopper makes a line that makes me laugh. When he goes, zombies man, freak freaked me out.
1: I liked Land of the Dead actually. Just, eh. I thought it was good. And I think it, It's I, better than Day of the Dead, I think. I think you're not giving enough credit. I think it had more to say than you're giving it credit for. Me. I don't think it had anything to say.
0: I think it was just like, we live in a town and the zombies are learning. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what Day of the Dead was about.
1: It's about like city living and corporations and
0: all stuff that he said better in Dawn of the Dead.
1: But I thought it was like brought it to the now.
0: Again, I don't think Land of the Dead* is horrible. I just think it's not that good. Anyway, Die of the yeah. Dead* was very. That's disappointing. a good pick, then. Good. Pick.
1: Very disappointing for me. What's your number four? My number
0: four is *Friday the Thirteenth Part 5. Friday the 13th part four is the best of the Friday the 13th movies. It's the one with the little kid and when they hit him with the machete and he slides down the machete. Right. Five is the one where it's the ambulance driver and Jason's diving in it. That and it's one. just so. Like, Jason Takes Manhattan 7 is probably a worse movie, but five is more disappointing because four is the best one and the first four altogether are pretty fun. Like, they're good. I like those movies. And then five happens and you're just like. Oh, that's too bad.
1: (laughs) I thought that was funny. I enjoyed watching that movie with you. I had
0: fun watching it with you because we made fun of it the whole time. We did. But, yeah. 4 was great, though. Man, 4 had, like, the punk rock guys in it, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 4 was so good. That
1: was an awesome summer when we just... All we did was watch Friday the 13th (laughs) movies. And they're not even scary movies. They're outdated. But... We Good watched though. so many of them that mm-hmm. it penetrated my dreams. And I could—I for like a week, I dreamt of nothing, of running around summer camps with someone chasing me.
0: Well, at least in Friday the 13th Part 5, you didn't have to worry about that. Because there was no Jason, no summer <laughs> camp, no reason to watch it. Just a dumb movie. So
1: that was your number... That was my number
0: four. Your number well, three was... I already
1: said VHS yeah. so...
0: Well, my number three was a movie called Apollo 18. And it was the found footage I horror movie on on the moon. I
1: parts of that with you. I saw, I saw snippets.
0: Yeah. And, like, it's not very good at all. It's actually really boring. But I just remember thinking the concept of it was so cool. Like, a found footage horror movie about a, a secret mission to the moon that none of us knew about because there was some kind of weird monster on the moon that was killing astronauts. What an awesome idea. Like, the ultimate trapped in an area you can't get out of with a monster Right. be on the moon. And the found footage, I like the. The problem <laughs> on the with found moon, footage. Obviously. <laughs> the problem with found footage is that it's easy to produce. Yeah. So that it's hard to get a good one. Because it's not hard to get a, a crappy webcam and do a movie in front of it. It's hard to be a good movie. So it's a great effect that can be used to make a great movie. But it's so easy and cheap that everyone makes them and they can be really shitty. I
1: will say this. The, the, the snippets that I saw of that movie, the effects looked cool.
0: They're, yeah, you saw the three scenes that had effects in them. It's oh. Like <laughs> nothing the fucking end. happens in this movie. Oh. It is so boring. That's why I was just like, I can't believe how disappointed... I was so disappointed.
1: Aww.
0: Yeah, and, I, and like, I wasn't even expecting it to be very good, because I'd heard it wasn't that good. But I was still just like, I don't know, man. I found footage on the moon could really be good for me. Disappointment. Nicole, what's your number two?
1: Mama. Mama. I'm so sad about Mama, because... That short film mm-hmm. was so exciting. It was good. It was so good. So, so scary. And
0: Guillermo del Toro was producing the movie.
1: And he was so... like I saw interviews with Guillermo yeah. del Toro about Mama, and he was so amped about it, and I love him. And I saw the movie, and it was terrible. You
0: can go back and listen to our, like... One of our first four episodes of the yeah. show was about Mama, and we can hear all of you can hear me rant about all the things that make no sense in that fucking movie. And the
1: CGI is ter- terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. The ter- ending
0: was ter- so dumb. Yeah. What a bad movie. Well, my number two is a movie called Werewolves on Wheels. And, uh, it's mostly disappointing because there are very few werewolves on said wheels. <laughs> like, like what? I was like, for a movie called Werewolves on Wheels, you'd think there'd be more werewolves on the wheels, but there's like, a, there's, like, two scenes towards the end where you see kind of, like, a werewolf on a motorcycle, but it's mostly just, like, a boring biker movie. Oh, and, and, like, I don't mind boring biker movies. It was okay. But it was just like, come on, man. You, your title wrote a check that your movie didn't catch. <laughs> I was excited to watch Werewolves on Wheels. That's my number one for number two. Oh,
1: number
0: two. It, you have no idea how disappointed I was. There's it, it is a song by Rob Zombie that has a line from that movie in
1: it. Yeah?
0: Yeah. That's why I found that movie. Because oh. I was like, oh, I should watch Werewolves on Wheels. That sounds great. Nope.
1: Rob Zombie has so many cool clips from horror movies and his movies. We all know
0: how we're going to die, baby. We're gonna crash and burn. Is that
1: from that movie? Yeah. yeah. Aww. Not a good picture. So disappointing. Well, Nicole,
0: what's your number one?
1: You guess it.
0: Can I guess it?
1: Yeah.
0: Did I already say it?
1: No, but I th- like it. Should be obvious. It what- like
0: should knowing you. It should be Scream Three, but it won't be.
1: Ha- what was the oh, movie? Oh, okay, Halloween looking- Two. Yes, Rob Zombie's remake of Halloween Two.
0: Well, it's not even a remake of Halloween Two. It's a sequel to his remake of Halloween One.
1: Right. So. I loved, loved I Halloween. thought about putting Halloween
0: 1 on my disappointment list.
1: I loved that movie. I, I just it. didn't want to
0: argue with you about it. I
1: watch it all the time.
0: It's not as good as the original. Uh,
1: but anyway, we can fight about that when the mics off. And we will. <laughs> but I, you know how much I was looking forward to that movie. We went to it in theaters. There's
0: one good part about it, though. Weird Al. <laughs> yep.
1: So here's a quick story for you guys and listening. We went to the... Both of you. We went to the movies, and Joy's like, Weird Al's in this movie. I was like, very fun, Joy. And Weird Al I just didn't say anything. I was like, very fun. Weird Al actually has a cameo.
0: He's on a talk show with Samuel Lewis. In this
1: movie, and... <laughs> when he came
0: on the screen, your when face. He, when
1: he came on the screen, I was like, oh, Joey was right. But I, uh, this movie, it was so disappointing. It, I think
0: even Rob Zombie thinks it's terrible. It didn't
1: even, like, from the first movie, it just... It lost everything and just become came like a much music video,
0: which is all the first one was.
1: You're so wrong.
0: It's just not a good movie. It takes Can all you the let me st- talk. I don't want to.
1: Anyway, when this movie was done, I just wanted to be alone in my bed with a nightlight on and just like per- like be like that just really happened to me. Did I have to? Did I go through that just now? I was so disappointed by it.
0: All I will say. Is that taking the ultimate boogeyman and turning him into a disturbed little boy is the dumbest fucking idea in the history of cinema.
1: It is not. way
0: to take away all of the reason that Halloween is so good.
1: No, that made it scarier.
0: No, all they did was they took, like, the ultimate supernatural boogeyman, he's gonna get you no matter what, you can't stop him, and turned him into a little boy with a terrible upbringing.
1: It's scarier if boogeyman is real.
0: No, it's not. (laughs) Because you know what you can kill? Things that are real.
1: I'm going to kill this guy.
0: That's why it doesn't make any sense. That's why that Rob Zombie movie is bad. Anyway, uh, my number one is Machete.
1: It's scary because Eva lives in the human
0: heart. That's stupid. You're stupid. Machete is stupid as well. Machete should have been my favorite movie of all time. After the trailer from from uh, the Grindhouse movies, Machete was just like funny and fun and looked like, yes, this is going to be awesome. And it is the most fucking boring, unfunny, unexciting, unoriginal, uncreative, poorly made, poorly acted, poorly written, poorly directed movie. The only thing I can think of that might be worse than Machete is the sequel, Machete Kills.
1: You made a sequel?
0: Yeah. And apparently there's going to be a third one called Machete Kills in Space. And that's how much I hate Machete that I'm not excited about a movie called Machete Kills in Space.
1: That actor was was in Halloween.
0: Danny Trio is great. He's the only part of the movie that doesn't suck because he kind of gets what movie he's in, but nobody else does. Anyway, terrible, terrible movie, and I was so shocked by how much I hated it. Anyway, that's our list of our top five most disappointing movies, plus some fart movies, plus Halloween and Halloween (laughs) 2. So, uh, time to reveal. We've been kind of watching some... We watched a more modern movie just now. We also... You know, our last movie was an 80s movie. Our movie before that was... Fuck, like eight months ago. I have no idea. <laughs> so, uh, next month, we're watching a 1961 ghost film called The Innocents, which is one of the most famous gothic uh, ghost haunted house movies of all time. I've never it. Directed heard of by Jack it. Clayton. It is uh, an adaptation of the most one of the most famous ghost stories of all time, The Turn of the Screw by Henry James. Deborah Kerr is in it. Uh... Martin Scorsese says this is tied for the number one most frightening movie ever made really uh, It's it looks fantastic movies like um, The Others are not, while not a remake of this are oh like a tremendous amount of this movie
1: cool yeah so
0: well, sorry, when was it made again 1961
1: awesome I'm excited for
0: it yes I cannot wait I've been looking forward to watching this for a long time it is one of those extremely well one of those horror movies that's so well regarded that it's you know we have the Criterion Edition basically do we? yeah
1: we do. So we're going to watch that. Hopefully, it doesn't make you disappointing list. I hope not.
0: <laughs> but you never know. It could be a, could be a machete all over again.
1: <laughs> or all Halloween right. 2. Or Halloween
0: 2. Or Halloween 1. Until next week, uh, I am the creature Joey G. And I'm the bride Nicole. Y'all stay scary now. How? How Let's could go fight about Halloween. This You so much you know. <laughs> you have to know. ever decide. decide.
1: To wed no. this no. man. <laughs>